0: Brunch. My name is
1: Anya Adams. And I'm Fanchin Cox. And this is Sister Brunch. We are the place where Black Women Plus, working in media entertainment, share how we are making our marks. That's what we're here for. That's
0: right. So get ready to hear some great stories, amazing stories about women breaking into the industry and navigating through the deep, dark corners and, and the circles and the <laughs> whatever they gotta go through to get make it in the industry. Um, And also, it's a a place for you to find inspiration. So to hear about these women, talk about their lives, how they got to where they are, and
1: uh, how you can... follow in their footsteps if you're looking yes. to do that. Our guest today is Felicia Mary. She's whip, whip. a TV writer. Yes, yes. She's a TV writer and the creator and co-executive producer of Bigger. It's a comedy series on BET Plus, which is, uh, we've got to get into all of this. Nobody. Okay. Um, and she worked for a very long time in PR and marketing in Chicago. And uh, then she moved to LA to attend UCLA's MFA screenwriting program. And, uh, and that's where she started her big old industry career and we're going to learn lots more. But while in film school, I mean, this is amazing. Like, I don't know how you all do it. While in film school, she <laughs> sold a pilot to HBO. So just, just there. You may, um, you may have heard of them. You may have heard of HBO. And then <laughs> later got staffed on Netflix's 13 Reasons Why.
0: She's been making you cry, y'all. <laughs> I love to cry. I love yes.
2: to cry. Oh, and good. laugh. I love to cry
0: and laugh. Yes. <laughs> all right. So Felicia's show, Bigger, about a group of black women in Atlanta on the quest for Bigger, more meaningful lives is a reflection of her own journey to fulfilling her lifelong dream of becoming a writer. Mm. Yes. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Um,
1: So, speaking of dreaming big, at some point you were a little girl somewhere (laughs) in the world. I was born a little girl. Did you already have dreams about what you would eventually do or how?
2: I think my first dream was to be a bus driver. Once mm-hmm. I got past that, after being ignored by every adult, when I would bring <laughs> that up, um, I my first dream was to be an actress. And, yeah. you know, television. I grew up, um, I have a, a, a lovely sister that, <laughs> look, this is a hood story. We met later in bring life. And my father's <laughs> other daughter. Okay. But I was well, raised I'm... an only child. Uh-huh. Okay. So the television was my brother, mm. sister, yeah. uh, best friend. Mm. And I just wanted to be the people on the TV. I didn't know people made TV and what that looked like. But... That was my first dream.
0: Wow. Yes. What, and then, what were some of your favorite shows? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Good Times, yes. probably number one, All in the Family, um, you know, anything from that vein. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Facts of Life, uh, yeah. you know, and then, um, you know, Getting Older, you know, I started to like Friends and Living Single, mm. um, you know, I call Friends the, the white living single, because it is, um, so I love those <laughs> yes. shows yeah, in the absolutely. 90s, and Martin, and um, yes. A Different World, and, um, you know, so many. And then, you know, as I mature, Sex in the City was a favorite and yeah. is a, still to this day is, is a big inspiration. I mean, can writing. we just point out that those That's were right. shows
1: where you saw people that looked like you all, yes. you know, even yeah. as far back Absolutely. as we could go. Right. And when we were young and I think about, oh, my goodness, what if we hadn't even had those? Oof. Right. Oh my
2: God. I wouldn't be here. I mean, if it wasn't for. Um, I told Eric Monty, who was co-creator of Good Times yes. and writer of Cooley High, which is one of <laughs> yes, my movies of all time. Yes. Um, and, you know, he's had a stroke in, in, in later in life, and I was able to meet him at a, a guild meeting, a WGA meeting, mm-hmm. um, the Committee of Black Writers um, oh, meeting, cool. and uh, a couple of times. And I told him if he didn't, like, jump that train, because he, like, jumped a train to get here from Chicago. What? And that's how, and part wow. of that story, and Cooley High's preach's story is his story wow. about wow. being this sort of elevated. Um, young man mm. with these dreams and th- these gifts and w- this gift of writing mm. in the hood you know and then mm. him escaping like just even knowing the sort of that backstory which I learned later but if he I think I saw his story through his writing mm. um, and I just because I lived in Chicago that's good sh- time was in Chicago yes, uh, yes. or about Chicago yes. um so yeah that that was a subtle influence that in retrospect at meeting him as an adult I realized wow I think if it wasn't for you, there I wouldn't be here right now talking to you. Somebody was on yeah.
1: Twitter talking about um what are what are black famous people like list black famous people that if you said them to a white person they would never know. Coolie High is one of those examples of a film. Yes, that, right, and it's yes. so important. Like it's integral to us seeing ourselves, and Absolutely. then also us knowing that. Like because then how did you make the leap from seeing it on a screen to knowing? how to do it yourself
2: oh yeah i think it's just you know like i said i didn't know that there were writers of the show when i was Mm -hmm. watching the show as a kid so at some point when i just knew i what i could see are actors so that became my obsession so in an undergrad um i did study acting i was i auditioned for the theater program there got in Studied acting, thought I would do it professionally, but somewhere along the line, I was raised by my great grandparents. Oh um, wow! My parents, um, product of the '60s, kind of, you know, got caught up in drugs and alcohol, and unfortunately mm-hmm. weren't able to raise me. And the matriarch of the family actually was my great grandmother, my mother's <sighs> grandmother. Wow! Um, and so because of the like sort of generational gap I I did watch a lot of television to stay current otherwise Mm -hmm. I'd have been out here bad Um, (laughs) but then um, they just let me sort of do me because they were like you going to school past 8th grade it's good just keep going going. so I had a freedom but it's interesting (laughs) that I put these own um um I talk. this is we deal with our parents' influences in bigger, but my I didn't have a lot of parental influence. I actually put limitations on myself. Like mm. I'm like, how am I gonna live as an actress? How does mm-hmm. that work? And, yeah. and And I got super scared about it like in mm. nineteen, and yeah. I was just like, I can't do that. I need a real job when I get out of here. So I'm gonna I switched to broadcast journalism. Um, not knowing that—that's damn near not a real job either. But <laughs> right, it's right. Oh, I'm on a podcast talking about journalism and a real job. But I'm just <laughs> saying Too like, it, it pays. By the way, so <laughs> you know I appreciate you. I mean? No, I mean you know. like
1: it—it it is. You start off low pay, lowly yeah. pay. It's right. a struggle. These are but old least, facts. But uh, so. no, at least i like that. No, but it's yeah. true because like the rejection factor isn't there as much as it is for, uh, an, for actor, an actor, right? Like sure. you can you can do you can get something. You can find
2: the job. Like I got the internship at a news station, and I, you know, I it felt tangible to me. It felt like okay, you're getting a paycheck that I know should be coming every right. two weeks. or So I, I did that. That's how that led to, you know, closely related as PR to journalism. So that's how mm. I got into PR. Okay. And so it was like just live this sort of safe life. Like, this feels stable. I could not find my space because it wasn't where I was supposed to be. Right. And so I kept running. So I would see sets in Chicago and want to cry. Like, just get emotional. And I was like, oh, God, that's that's not going to go away. (laughs) I would watch the Oscars and have uh, two, you know, elaborate Oscar parties (laughs) just because I wanted to be there. You know what I mean? So, yeah, no, I just had this hunger for it. And I realized Mm. by my mid-30s, which partially, you know, inspired the, the idea of bigger, in my mid thirties, that's when I sort of hit that early mid like crisis of like I can't do this anymore. I can't fake it. There's nothing I can acquire that will make me happy. It, it felt good to say no and walk away, and then you know move to LA with a roommate of, for you know that old. Yes. Um. You know what I mean? Like it yes. just yes. right. How, how
0: so? How do you? Do you mind saying how old I was.
2: You? um I would say this journey started in my mid-30s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I was pretty up there by the time I was applying to
0: health school. Right. Yeah. Which is a, a, yeah. an awesome thing, yeah. I think, for our, our listeners yes. to hear. It's like, this can happen at any age. Yes, absolutely. Yes, you're following absolutely. your heart, your, your passion. Yeah. You're going to come to it. Yeah, absolutely. Which is absolutely. so Wonderful. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more of our conversation with the PR maven turned show creator, Felicia Mary.
1: And here we are. You're listening to Sister Brunch with Anya Adams and Fanchon Cox. Here's more of our conversation with Felicia Mary. The other thing about being older and coming into the industry, while quote unquote older, right, what Hollywood considers older, yes. right, is that you now are bringing all this other experience. I think about Ava, that she, Ava DuVernay, yes. who was also in PR yes. and marketing, and that meant that once she started to be able to tell her stories, she knew how to do. Like she not only told the story, but knew how to get people into it. I can imagine that helped you in pitching for your pitching, show, right? Certainly. So how all those things people, you did, same. even yeah, though definitely. you knew they weren't the thing, yeah. Those also fed you Absolutely. for what you eventually and did. And I had no idea that
2: they would. Yeah. Like, I didn't think about at the time that. I thought like, it was Ugh. a deficit. Right. Age. I thought it was a deficit. I didn't move out here at 22 and started right. this yeah. career. Yeah. Um, but it actually was a benefit in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. Number one, like you said, pitching. I was able to um, like sell um, something in film school, like a pilot yes. in film school, because I was a, and that was my first pitch. I didn't have like reps yet or wow. anything. And that was because I pitched things I hated. Like yeah. I I not things I didn't care about. <laughs> right. But like, right. right. like, you could go like, out this like, widget. A room. I don't give a shit sure about it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm so but you could
0: step into a room and be comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I was
2: nervous as hell. But, but like yes, yeah. or I could I knew how to pull out a story a story on why something is important yeah. or why see, something that's should powerful. be. powerful do- you know and mean? the thing
1: like, is, i don't even think people appreciate too like a black woman doing that like because we already already have the you know we don't see ourselves or yeah. they're gonna say this or you know and it could be our own mind and a lot of times it's also just what we see reflected but I just love knowing that you had that much confidence in, still in school to pitch your pilot and them buy it. You know, well, like,
2: you know, she said you want
1: we'd like you to pitch this, and I said,
2: well, I guess I'm gonna have to pitch this, and I was afraid, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes, it was a. It yes. was a a chance encounter, I mean, through a fellowship that I was in uh, mm. with Film Independent that I met this executive. Love um, Film yes, Independent. I in Project involved. They had, you know, like a panel discussion with HBO execs one day. Yeah. And there was lunch after, and I met one of the um, the comedy execs who's the head of comedy now there, who's a fabulous woman. And um, she she liked me. You know, yes. I was like, feet don't feel me now. I gotta be charming. <laughs> she <laughs> right right next <laughs> to me. Yes. And, um, and she... Um, brought me in for a meeting and read my material which at the Beautiful. time only had drama I wanted to be a comedy writer but I was testing out like what sure. I wanted to be and I had this like dark drama where someone dies at the end and that's what they read you know but oh. she obviously saw a voice and that's Good how I writing. there yeah yeah
1: that's yes, yes 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 thank you well we had um a, our other writer that we've had so far so I love this we heard this theme of um your voice like the yes. importance of your own voice yes. and now that we know a little bit about your background growing up we know that that's what you did on bigger. Can yes. you talk a little bit more yes. About, about? Yes, is
2: that is that, that idea of is this it? There are a lot of shows that talk about talk to millennials and <laughs> um, a lot of shows. It's like millennials figuring out, but it really is like millennials figuring out like millennials aren't getting older um, <laughs> mm. and so my my whole thing was hey millennials <laughs> they're not that same 30 28 year old millennial like I'm mm. still living at home and yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> they're looking 40 in the face yeah. um and so what does that mean and mm. I know what it meant for me mm. and that's what we gave to the main character lane who you know in the pilot we meet her in her life have, she's walked away from her corporate job and is trying to make her small business survive of her mm-hmm. vintage shop and you know, and so it's a and, and then all of her friends are at different point of they're bigger, wondering if there's something bigger and better in mm-hmm. life or is this really it? Right. Um, and, and especially in a city like Atlanta, which is like the baby Hollywood now, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as it relates to and not just with people in entertainment and everything. It's like people move there to make their dreams come true, to have a big house, to mm-hmm. and so there's this thing I feel like that was LA a while a long time ago that is there now, which is this even if you live there, you feel this pressure to be great. Mm-hmm. And um, and sometimes that could be a fruitless chase because what does being great mean? Are we chasing something shallow? Are we ch- chasing something meaningful? Mm. So that's the question of the show, too. Um, is this worth? Is this a, Is this bigger going to make you happy or not? Mm. Um, and is uh, for even in, in both career and in personal life because bigger means a little something else, ladies. Wink, wink. Well, you know, is can you? You know, like, do you just settle for what's not bigger because it's comfortable stu- and safe, keeps, right. Or it feels safe, like a job mm. or, or or something else. Something else. Um, it sounds
1: like what you're. This is Chris. It sounds like what you're saying is it. Is it a case of. Doing what you can with what you have exactly, okay. or striving for more. Mm-hmm. And guess okay. what? I don't have the answer,
2: and Ooh. that's why I love yes. the show right. because it's exploration. I'm literally asking the same question today in my own life.
1: What a beautiful thing to like not supply all the answers yes. and yeah, to tell to the, us that exactly. it's okay to not know, yeah. to not have all the and answers, and still all
0: play with the idea of
2: it and figure it
0: out. Mm. And know. it's also fascinating to watch all these different people going for that and yes. you can see those different pieces in your life of yes. like, oh, I, yeah, I think that's fantastic.
1: Yes, thank so you. So I'm so curious, because we talk a lot about how challenging it is to often be the only one in the room, <clears throat> right, and what that, the ways that it messes with our own brain and, you know, um, limits us. But but I'm imagining with BET+, I hope, you are not the only one in the room when you're oh, talking, ne- right? So no. okay, good cuz you never know <laughs> yeah, I'm, just because I'm one it's mini. Right, like good. And, 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 our and room is was that black. um mm-hmm. We had a writer's assistant that did
2: that was not black that did get an episode, but in terms of, of our, and she did a great job. Wow. Episode nine, did okay. Brianna probably would not know what she is. Uh-huh. Brianna from the name, <laughs> um, I love but it. But she did a great episode, okay. and she um, she was our writer's assistant. But the actual writing staff, uh, 100% black writing Woo! staff. Um, and you know, of course, BTR developments, execs are black, so you know, we didn't have to have that. You know, we didn't have to they got it you didn't have to explain they got the <laughs> and the let me ask you this it.
0: was it hard for you to find black writers
2: no. Mm-mm. Oh, that's so funny. because yes. it, it, it tell for everybody else. It is right.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it so wasn't hard, hard for you to find so staff, staff an entire hard. room of
2: uh, talented black just, writers. We, it, yeah. we met with many, very talented oh, you black writers. We met with many, yeah.
1: many. There, oh. are there are many, many out here. Look at, we well, look at at that. Work Have worked. What how you did you know? find? I don't know. It's weird.
2: Like we just sort of said we're opening a room. Okay. And well, we know black writers being black, so they, you know, our showrunner, our marvelous showrunner, Divine Shepherd, um, having come up through like Everybody Hates Chris, mm-hmm. and um, he did yes. the third season of Being Mary Jane, um, and from Weeds, and you know yes. helped help develop Dear White People, like he came from like that, so he's met a lot of people sure. on mm-hmm. his journey, mm-hmm. so he knows a lot of right. So if people knew black people, yeah so we're <laughs> out here, <and laughs> like energy, we, 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 yes, then we exist. That's definitely I'm um,
1: not a problem. <laughs> now,
2: fantastic. were
1: there things that were that are surprising to you about now that you're finally in the room with us? So you're like, oh, Mm. maybe these are some, this could be a drawback or, you know, Um. is there anything like that? No,
2: and I I did like having someone in the room, like I said, our writer's assistant. It was Caucasian, mm-hmm. and I did like having someone in the room because well, we don't want we don't like villainize our white character. Sure, yeah, because okay. you know, like in the '70s, you just it'd be like the black little black, white person in the room there <laughs> mm-hmm. didn't get yeah. it, trying to talk jive. Or, yeah, right, like we right. didn't want to do that. I mean, right, I think yes. it's very, <laughs> We've come too far <laughs> for that. So we wanted to give honesty. Like, what is intention? Like yes. sometimes, I mean, yeah, we have the alt right and those idiots, mm-hmm. and we have like straight up racists. Mm -hmm. But then we have a lot of liberal people think they're doing well, think they're doing it. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and they're not doing it. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to look at it not We're not done not, at not done, not, done not done at all. Um, so we wanted to deal with
0: that. <laughs> that's great.
2: And, 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 that and still is, be honest about it. And, yes. like, she didn't mean, she thought she was doing
0: something. I love that you're hitting that because that's <laughs> something that we don't see a lot on television. And right. it is true. It's like, let's take a look at, like, the folks that think they're really making a difference when they're really not. Because yeah. it's not thoughtful. It's about themselves. It's yes. not about... Me or you, mm-hmm. and a thought process that's fantastic. And
2: then, with that, because we had this uh yoga chick, I'll call yoga chick, she's called <laughs> something else in the show, um, you know, who was white and um problematic, liberal, <laughs> and um, but I also wanted to play with the idea like when we talk about gentrification, and that's you, that's the conflict in which we deal with this yoga chick, mm-hmm. um. Um, who is pushing back on some of the uh, like a homeless guy, a black homeless guy in this neighborhood where Lane, the main character who's black, owns a shop. Uh, You know, it's it's set in Little Five Points, which is very gentrified uh, community. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just think, you know, Echo Park, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. in Chicago, like Bucktown. Um, But uh, whatever the case you know, just this idea that how are we different? Because class is really what gentrification is about, yes. right? So at yes. the point that, like in Chicago, I was moving in Bronzeville and hoping the crackheads moved out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? How right. am I different from Christy to yoga chick? Them, right, 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 right. Exactly, right, So we try to villainize gentrify, right? But like it's really, class. we mm-hmm. gentrify ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right, And so right. We, right. That we deal with that and, right. and um, you know, what Good. ways this that... Is this on
0: BET Plus? <laughs> I'm excited. Girl, let's get Plus. this I'm out on HBO. This needs to get us out. This is Sister Brunch with Fanchin Cox and Anya Adams. We'll be back in a moment.
1: Did you know what this is? Were you asking, were you in your head like, what is this? I'm gonna tell you, it's Sister Brunch with Anya Adams and Fanchon Cox. Now back to our interview. This this is so tough for us, right? Is like we need we need BET, we need T V one, like we need our places to tell our stories. Sure. And at the same time our stories are universal right. like these are not you know the, the, we're, we're human beings just like everybody else what do we do with that now when we're in this period where there's so much content available mm-hmm. where do we want to put our stories and did you think about that when you were pitching bigger like where well, you wanted it to be
2: um no it kind of happened the other way around it was I had a general with with Will pa- general meeting with Will Packer's company okay. that ended up turning into a meeting about a, com- uh, a conversation that Will Packer had with the head of BT about like a friend show, mm. and okay. it started there and it, it it was developing something for regular BT, um, but then um, down the line they said that this would actually go on a new platform. They'll be launching this would be streaming, which was music to my ears because I'm more of a streaming. Uh, platform mm-hmm. or a premium, latitude. Mm-hmm. yeah, yes. the more latitude. Censorship is not my friend, yeah <laughs> um and not my voice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, okay, yeah. okay. So I have a question because we yes. kind
0: of jumped into bigger. Um, we, yes. we we need to talk about it more. But I want to ask you about so from school, okay. you yes. sold HBO pilot, yes. and then like now you're doing bigger. So what happened in mm-hmm. between that time? Did you mm-hmm. work in some rooms? Or- um,
2: I worked in. I basically right after I sold the pilot, I. Um, I got a day job for a while, and when it didn't go, and that, thats another thing what about. Did you do? Yeah, what did you? Um, do? I went back to a P, uh, This was uh-huh. this felt like backwards, like hell, mm. and I was very in my feelings about it, and I I'm real honest about it, yeah. and and it's a part of bigger the back and forth of things. Like just because you go out of your dream doesn't mean it's a straight line to the right. top. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because I was like. In words I made it when I sold, you know, the pilots development course. deal. Yes. Like oh my yes. Head, what, what? And then it's like, you know, then, a year later it's like, oh, it ain't gonna oh. be no shout out. <laughs> <laughs> and the money's oh. gone. Yeah. And I'm about to graduate from U C L A. Wow! Oh, I just graduated, bills. so bills in six months <laughs> I'm gonna have to pay. Um, yeah. So I actually for about a year and a half worked at an ad agency doing PR. Okay. was miserable. No disrespect to the agency, no, I was miserable no, it wasn't of the for you. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, but Did you do stuff at night? The Lord was on my the side LORT. there too <laughs> because they, the, the the LORT. B- I was like, I'm gonna take a low level so I'm not overworked, so sure. I can write at night, yes. all that. So I did like a manager level, didn't even put a VP on my resume so that they would actually don't think I'm overqualified. And then like, oh she, yeah, I'm gonna you, hide out and be like, act like a, act like a 20 year old. This is dumbing herself down. I dumb myself damn well oh my down. God. Like, oh, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> And then that the my boss the boss who created that unit of PR at this ad agency quit like in like a month or two months. She literally moved, just created this. the thing. And they were oh. like, you ain't show. And they were looking at they're me. Like, I'm like, no, show. I'm not doing it. I told them I'm not. They, how, you know it's bad Isn't when you it? have been refusing promotions. Ru- I'm Ru- like, I'm not <laughs> doing it. I don't know nothing. I don't know. Uh, don't look at me. I don't know. So I don't know. they hire guys. another person. She happened to be black oh okay. she knew okay. um my dream okay. and she would let me like go to meetings and oh, like yes. we'll be here yes. like that kind of thing she's yes. even younger than me she didn't even oh. know she was younger than me at the time and i'm like girl you're <laughs> cool and because uh, she was, was like a singer too <laughs> like everybody in l.a is something else anyway yeah of course so it was different from being in chicago and trying yeah. to do that because i would have to disappear for meetings and oh. all this you know so i was going on staff meetings so eventually I got staffed on 13 Reasons Why. Oh, yes. so that was your yes, first, that was job? first job. Yes, that was first job. So you worked
0: 2 years on 13 <laughs> Reasons Why and yes. now you got your own show, yes. girl. You see, know. this is Thank this you. is I'm, this it's people. The Lord. It's, the universe. it's the it's it's you. Sister. I'm just saying I mean, it's
2: that. you. What? That. That's That's yeah. no, you to That say. was a blessing. So
0: <laughs> cuz I direct, so yes. I work a lot with showrunners and I think it's like a skill that you have to learn. Yes but yes. also you had such a lot of experience coming up into it. Do you feel like you were able to transition to into it well?
2: Um, I was scared to death. I didn't know what mm-hmm. I was doing. Yeah. And um, I definitely... Uh, I know some people have this thought, like, you don't need a showrunner as a new creator. Like, you can figure it out. But, again, the universe sent me an article right before, like, this show was officially going to be a series and not just a pilot script. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, like, a New York Times article talking about creators being set up, I think it was New York Times. Uh, creators being set up to fail by mm-hmm. running their own shows the first season. Oh, and the wow. quote said, um, showrunners are made not born. And that to me was my reinforcement because there are plenty of people saying, "Wow, well, you can run your own show. You can run." And I'm like, yeah. N- I just, I'm too new. This is not like intuitive job, yeah, like that. right? Right. Um, so actually, that is
1: on that point, good... can we can we describe because showrunner. We use it a lot here, but yeah. it's something I had never heard of. Obviously, before coming to Hollywood, right. if you hear, you know what a producer is, executive producer. But t- t- tell us what a showrunner is, yes. and then what is a day like, uh, a day in the you know life of a showrunner on your show. Sure,
2: they they are the head writer number one, so they are the final say on everything. And to be the final say on everything, you have to have been had time in the game, skin in the game, to know what won't work and will. Yeah. Like yes. I know this won't work because of X. Or I know this is too much dialogue and this will kill our day. Mm-hmm. Or like I won't have that kind of you know with with having been on set for two days in my career as a writer. That, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying right. before this moment.
0: Oh, you, um, just just stop for one second. Yes. As a writer, when you write an episode, you sometimes get to go sometimes, to set but it depends on script. the show. So on so 13 Reasons Why, I was why? on
2: someone else's script for two days, okay. but it was someone else's script. But uh, those two seasons, I had only You're, had two set days. Two days on as set. As a staff, ri- staff wow. writer, you may never go on set. Wow. Like, it depends on how. You know it flows. Basically. Wait, wait, wait.
1: So we, so you wow. had two days on <laughs> set, and then you were the show. You were Girl, show she, running your. Well, arm, I your was show the running.
2: creator and learning to show run from my showrunner mm-hmm. because Got I said you. I would like to be paired with a showrunner because that is tip yes. before right now. Like it's so many creators and so much content. It was always that unless you had a lot of time in the game and television, or at least a bit of time in the game and television. I had. Very little time in the game. Yes. Like, I'm not, and yes. then I saw that article. So I was not mistaken. Right. Um, I'm sure you know some people would have liked me not to have one, so because had one less person they had to pay. But I wasn't going to be set up to fail. Right. <laughs> and I right. and this I show wouldn't that be that. that show without the yeah, showrunner so because yeah. of his. I just wrenching his resume. Yeah. He also knows the pitfalls of comedy and how to run a room. So mm. also what a showrunner does is they manage the writer's room because, you know, you can st- stay stuck on an idea for an hour if you're not careful. Mm. Right. So the the they keep the room running. They make decisions where we can't decide on what we want to do or mm. like um, they answer to the network. They're the manager of the entire pro- show. Gotcha. Um, and they, don't they do you know, a
0: lot in post too? They Yeah, they, they are sitting and editing. So I'm yeah.
2: sitting and editing with him. Basically, yeah. I'm literally, be, and he allowed, like, so there have been lots of stories and this is where I've had good grace too. A lot of stories about creators and Sharon not getting along yeah. or Sharon is taking over a creator yes. show or making it their own. He was always very good about like, this is your vision, this is your show. I'm, Mm-hmm. my job is to help it come to life yeah Amazing. and so and teaching me how to do the thing yeah. um so that and we have the same sense of humor that was a magic pairing yeah so um that's really the job of a showrunner you know they hire uh you know all the lead top people for all the roles okay. um as it relates to behind the scenes and then you know we all collectively us and will packer p- pick cast casting yes. um, and so that's a very collaborative Thank everything's you. collaborative um but like the writers room and production it really leans heavy on the show running. i think
0: it was such a smart idea yeah. for you mm. and choice for you to choose someone to help you absolutely yes. because i think it can be you can get caught up in the allure of hollywood and be like oh yeah they put me this is my show it's yeah, going I need to be i'm gonna runner. do it i know what i'm talking yeah. about and then and you know. then you fail because you really don't and even though you've had a great will eat you alive mm. if they see that you are weak and
2: you're Absolutely. not capable. Absolutely. They
0: and will you know.
2: devour.
1: Exactly. Is your, do you have a life outside of work? Work. I do. I have a great
2: not a love life but I have a great uh, <laughs> I mean I date. I think yes. I think literally the universe must want me to keep writing dating stories because it keeps making oh, my shit funny. Yeah, like, I'm you. like <laughs> Like, are you serious, universe?
0: So, um, what do you do to? What What's your self care regime? Do you have one? Like, how do you take mm-hmm. care of yourself mentally, physically?
2: I, mentally, uh mentally, I'm a spa girl. Like, I love a massage. I love a time that I discovered Ooh. time massages in L. A. When, yes. when I could afford to have massages after yeah. film school. Mm. And then um, I like going out. Like, I find story in life. Like, I'm not one of those writers who. Um, I'm not a recluse. I think that's mm. why I can write a fun show mm. because I'm in these streets. You know, I'm a little old for it, but I'll be in these streets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when I can. Can I ask one other question? Please. Self care oh question. It's totally oh, not yes. even about this. Mm, but yes. Like hair. Oh, hair. Oh, yes. Um, what you do, I, you Lord, are you wearing like beautiful, beautiful
1: here, locks yes. right now. A
2: it's what?
1: Oh, I know that. Is it Senegalese? Are they Senegalese? Yes. 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 Okay. They're okay. great. advice would you give uh women who want to be in the industry
2: learn your craft number one i Mm. went to
1: ucla thinking i was doing it for
2: credibility because i'm older and i need the (laughs) credibility the halo effect of a brand like ucla so people no i know how to write i got there like oh shit i'm bad or Mm. i'm good but i'm not great you know because i didn't know the craft let other people even people you know, the that honest friend, like send that script to yes, that person. okay. Um, as well as the people who are going to say they love you no matter what. Yeah, you know you know need what both mean? of those, right? Right. You know, <laughs> <both> those <laughs> now. Um, film school oh, is an option good. in terms of like learning a craft. It, everybody, that's a big investment. Mm. Um, I'm still paying for it now. Um, right, But right. it was worth it. And then I would say, inner contests, fellowships, anything that can garner attention. Number one, you'll start to get feedback on the scripts. Mm-hmm. If it's not getting traction, you could start to. Maybe wonder why or learn your craft yes. more or try to hire help to, to analyze your scripts just mm. to see where you are. Um, but what can happen is um, judges for some of the top contests, and you can Google them, whether it's TV or film, the top TV or film co- writing contest. Um, a lot of the judges are uh, managers and Aha. production company yes. um, execs. So um, my first calls for manager came from entering a UCLA contest. And, 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 and winning it, mm-hmm. and then getting managers calling me. You wow. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's you know, it's basically I would get mad when people, ju- when teachers would say just right when I would ask for advice I'm like what advice is that mm-hmm. but that's all you can do mm-hmm. um and then you can put it out there that way mm-hmm. but that's really all you can do mm-hmm. and then things will happen you just take one step and this first step is holding your craft and then the rest will happen if if you're or if you're ta- if that's what's meant to happen and your then talent is there yeah. yeah
1: I so appreciate you saying that because I I do it it's tough um putting your work out there right it's your baby and putting your work yes. out there and then then accepting that if it is not being if the reaction is not yes we want this Mm. or you're not you know you're you're not even becoming a semi finalist, and so, right. that it does mean that that's on like you, right. on you going back and and working on it. Yeah, exactly. right? after mm-hmm. a
2: while. I mean, when you first start doing it, you're so new, it just might be because writing is a muscle. The more you do it, the better you are. Mm-hmm. It's magical how that happens. It sounds mm-hmm. like BS, but it's it's real. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might be that you're too green. And you just need to keep doing it and try that again. But if you've been doing that a couple of years and you got no traction, yeah, you probably have to maybe get a script. You know, they're like script reading services to okay. give you some feedback because mm. you might want to know where you're going wrong okay. um, at that point. Okay. But then usually you get nibbles and nibbles lead to other nibbles that lead to other things. Okay. And it's just hard to predict. Everyone's story is different in yeah. so many
1: ways. I I have a crush on your voice. Ah!
2: Never should have told me that. <laughs> you,
1: I, I, it's your... Actually, I
2: made a cameo in episode 10 of Bigger.
1: What? oh, oh i did like i want british could you series. be my Siri i was like voice? i don't know. Wait, wait
2: wait you did that... the british theory. go ahead oh oh no i'm not doing it in front of you
1: oh! I, was wow. like, I don't know <laughs> oh that was good that was, was good. that good
2: <laughs> i don't know <laughs> That wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't bad. You're not kicking me out for <laughs> it. It, wasn't I have a, it. was good. If I go beyond that, it turns Irish, then it gets a little Jamaican. Ah, <laughs> oh my goodness, stop. Felicia
1: Mary. Thank, Thank you. We feel Such so incredibly interview. fortunate to have you. Thank you for so teaching us, Thank leading you. <laughs> us how to do it right in this industry. That was Felicia Mary. She is the creator and co-executive producer of the comedy Bigger on BET+. Thanks for listening to Sister Brunch. I'm Anya Adams. And I'm Fanchin Cox.
0: Join us next time.
1: Hey there, this is Christabel Insia Bwadi, the executive producer of Sister Brunch. You will have heard me weighing in on the conversation. I hope you enjoyed the show. Visit our website. We're at sisterbrunch.com and join our community of creators. We're on Twitter at sisterbrunch, on Instagram at sisterbrunchpodcast, and we're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash sisterbrunchpodcast. Be sure to subscribe and rate our show wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next time.